Impact, income, and influence. Welcome back to Grow Your Impact, Income, and Influence. Today, we are going to be focusing on impact. This is the number one show for reaching millions of people and changing the world, and impacting them is definitely one of them. Today, I am with a women's coach who helps women develop their identity beyond the struggles that they've had. Elizabeth, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks. Um, so talk to me a little bit. I know like right now you work with the women that you coach and you help them develop their lives beyond the past identities, the problems, the challenges that they've overcome. But you didn't always do this. You didn't start off here. Where did things start for you? No, absolutely not. Well, um, there's so many places I could start, but really I will start with um, my struggle and um, for me, I went through um, 18 years of battling um, food addictions. I was bulimic and um, alcohol addictions. I was an alcoholic. I am an alcoholic. I mean, just in recovery. And, um, and that was a really long, dark path where I really had a hard time seeing the other side and getting out of it. And um, there, about 10 years, I struggled with my eating disorder and it really messed up so many relationships and so much of my life. Um, it wasn't like just something I dabbled in. It was like all in <laughs> and it was messy and, um, and it got pretty bad. But then when I was 27, um, I had my first white light moment, really spiritual awakening, if you will. Um, I was in my car and I didn't know if I was pregnant or not. Like I, the stick said I was pregnant. The doctor was saying that there was no heartbeat. And so I was really in this really uncomfortable place. Well, as soon as I thought I was pregnant, um, the desire to drink alcohol left my body and, um, and my, my body started to feel like it didn't necessarily belong to me, like it was had a greater purpose. And um, but I had this this period of time where I didn't know if I was pregnant or not. And Unfortunately, at the time, the way that I kind of relieved stress was to binge and purge. So I went and got a bunch of binge food. I had it beside me and I had started to eat it. And, um, and then all of a sudden this white light literally like came into my car. I was in school for aesthetics and um, I had scrubs on. I just remember it went through my body and it was very warm and and fast and it and I heard Elizabeth you don't have to live like this anymore and 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 I got really really peaceful and um and I felt this obsession that had been there ruling my life really for 10 years leave my body and um it was the craziest thing I've ever experienced I um but I ended up throwing away all the bench food, keeping down what I had and consumed and which was a miracle. And um, 
that obsession was gone. And I had cried and prayed and, you know, all the, and just asked, please like take this, like, why am I like this? And I would ask that, why, why, why me, why? And it, you know, at the time, like it really didn't matter why me today. I know the answer is so that I could help to change so many other lives. But my struggle with alcohol was, um, messy and I would have periods of sobriety and periods of um, just being a hot mess really. And, um, and then finally, the thing about alcohol is it really takes you down. Like it really demoralizes your character if you're an alcoholic. And, um, and the way that I drank, I just, I didn't drink like normal people, whatever normal is. But when everybody else would go home and go to bed, I would go home and keep drinking. And um, so it got to the point where I literally like lost everything. And um, that was a really terrifying. And I sold my minivan and my kids went to my ex-husband and I, I ended up getting divorce, like divorce papers and um, going and putting myself through rehab and waking up every day was such a struggle because I felt like I had done this. I had gotten myself there. I was away from my children and I didn't know how I could even breathe like I and I kept waking up every day right and so I would just lay there at night with myself and God and just say the serenity prayer over and over and just be like okay what is in the past is in the past what can I control myself can't control any other nouns no other people places things or ideas and what can I, you know, and the wisdom to know the difference, like don't get stuck in my past, just keep moving forward. And the days kept occurring. And so, and I kept learning and I was really open. I became very open to the change. And when there of course was a lot of times that I, I didn't want to be there. I just wanted to be with my kids and it was really hard, but I would just pray that I wanted to want to be there. And um, I am a very spiritual person today and I really believe that ask and it is um, given. And it might not be given to you in your time or in the way that you, know, you imagine that it's gonna look, but it will be given to you. And so time just kept going by and I kept getting healthier and healthier and healthier and it was, became easy to leave the substances behind. And in doing that, I became very involved in, um, in changing my life through 12-step programs, which I'm so grateful for today. Um, and then after that period of getting sober and learning to live sober, I kind of, hit this point where it was like, okay, but what's next? Like what else is out there? I didn't just get sober to live 
in a 12 step, just, you know, only do that just to be live sober. Like life is huge. There is so much abundance. There is so much beauty to life. Like what, um, what else is there? And so I am really big on mentors and I'd had so many mentors and, um, that was when I started to, um, I also have had my own business since 2013. I've been an esthetician and my first um, work mentor asked me to come work with her, but um, she said, I don't want you to work for me. I want you to work next beside me and I want to teach you how to have your own business. So in 2013, I became an entrepreneur, which was something that I hadn't really dreamt of, but today can't imagine being anything else, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to unpack some of what you said. So, okay. I mean, you struggled, right? And like you have, I think we've all had struggles, but not necessarily the same. Um, okay. You're like, you were in a pretty dark place, but mm -hmm. one, you had an outside event trigger that your entire life could be different, right? But from that moment, you still had to take responsibility. You had to put the food down, you had to put the alcohol down, you had to go day by day. I think one of, I mean, I, I worked on a crisis hotline way back in college. And one of the things that we saw a lot was people would relapse because they got bored in recovery. Like they don't know how, what's next. So for you, you specifically had that question as days turned into weeks, turned into months, and you started your path on recovery, you asked yourself what was next, and you became an entrepreneur out of that. You started your own business, and now you help other women do the same thing. So it's not about just getting them over what, what their challenge is or their addiction is, but it's what comes next. How do you build a new identity? Am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, that's 100% correct. Because that, I mean, that's what it was. It was like, what, what else is out there? Like, and um, when I was in a dark, such dark places, I never thought about a five-year plan. Like, are you kidding me? I was just trying to make it through the day. And then getting sober, I was just trying to make it through the day. But I started working with a life coach and she dared me to dream and asked what my biggest dreams were and it felt like for the first time I was allowed to play and and dream and imagine and it was like these gates were opened in my mind that I had just sealed shut and I realized that so many of my dreams that I'd had as a child were still my dreams. Um, they just were going to look different than, than I imagined, but they were still my, my dreams. Hey, thanks for taking a moment to check out this episode of Grow Your Impact, Income, and Influence, the number one show helping you reach millions. Have you ever thought about building your own webinar or using public speaking to reach your ideal audience? Well, if you'd like my help with it, over the last several years, I have built more than 40 live events for clients just like you. 
In the last 18 months, I've helped 32 entrepreneurs build their webinar with over $5 million in cumulative sales. If you'd like to see how I can work with you, or if you'd be interested in having me speak at your event or be on your podcast, go to steven.coffee, that's S-T-E-V-E-N dot C-O-F-F-E-E, to book a short call with me and see how we can work together. All right, let's jump back to the episode. So... That is really one of the places that I start working with my clients because everybody has dreams and they're unique and customized and personal to every single person, you know, and that's the, the beauty of really getting to know people. And um, one of the principles of my working with people is that if you work with me, you will feel seen and loved and heard. I don't work in huge, massive groups where it's just pages of Zoom, you know, where you feel like you're just like a, a number, yeah. right. right? I personally get to know and really support and trust and push and love on every single client as the individual that they are, because I think that's really important. That's, I mean, that is important, especially when you're helping them live their dreams. So I want to dive into that piece a little bit, because I think so many people would say, well, I have dreams or I had dreams, but they're not realistic or they're, I haven't got there by now. Why should I believe in them? So what are some of the things first off that you see a lot of these women struggling with and what are some of the tools that you give them to help them dream again and to move forward with them? So the first thing that um, you really have to have, you have to believe. And so if you don't believe in yourself and love yourself and accept yourself just as you are right in that moment, that's really where we start because you, you have to have that baseline and that love and that trust in yourself and have self-care practices that you do because we have so many subliminal messages. So we have between 12 and 90,000 subliminal messages that come and tell us stories and our thoughts create our beliefs that create our actions every single day. Well, if you've been through trauma, then a lot of times those beliefs are really negative and they're really tearing you up from the inside. So we work on retraining our brain and retraining our thought patterns so that we can get behind the belief that our dream is available to us. Okay, so that's huge. There's There are two things that I wanna to touch on. One, you said when we were talking a little earlier, like you can, the only noun that you can control is you, right? Like you have to take responsibility for what you do, which of more than 200 interviews, every successful entrepreneur has that belief that if it's going to be, it's up to me. I am responsible for everything that happens to me and I'm going to be the one to make the change. So that's the first thing. But the second one in what you're talking about is changing our self-talk, changing the way the conversations in our heads, the stories that we tell ourselves. I'm a big believer in, um, I mean, I teach people to tell stories on stage. So the 
but the stories that we tell ourselves are the ones that become real for us. So how do you help somebody? What are the tools that you use? Like, I want to get into the nitty gritty tactics. Like what's something that you have a client do to reprogram? Cause I think so many people can resonate. Like, I mean, I can, I can tell you this morning, right. I was running behind. I got out of bed on time, but for some reason, my workout took 10 minutes longer. And the first thing was like, man, fuck, I'm behind. And mm -hmm. I was like, no, no, it's fine. Everything happens for a reason. It's going to be just fine. I'm going to make it to work on time. It's not a big deal. Like just roll with it. Right. And then the story, right. like the story that I tell myself, anytime something like that happens is whatever this is, it, I will find a way to turn this into a positive. That's like the, the one line story. Go there ahead. is always a solution. I mean, yeah. there is, and that's the, that's the thing is like, no matter what the problem, there is always a solution. You might have to go do some, you know, um, course correcting, but, sure. um, but there is always a solution. And I think once I realized that, then it was, everything just became easier because there, there really is always a solution. Um, but the first thing is you have to realize, you have to recognize that you're telling yourself these stories. You have to catch them because they're subliminal most of the time. And so we don't even realize that we're aware of them, but um, they come out of us in the words that we say, because what you think ultimately is, is what you are. And um, as hard as people try, nobody can walk around pretending to be something that they're not and, and really uphold that 24 seven. And authenticity is really huge deal for me. Um, I'm completely transparent. I don't have secrets. Um, I, I am, who I am all the time. So, um, but so we work, I do a lot of journaling, but we also do work because not, journaling isn't for everybody. So in writing things out, um, I have people start with gratitude lists because when you come from a place of gratitude, you're coming from a place of abundance. And literally there were times when I was stripped of everything, but I had a roof over my head. I had a cup of coffee in front of me. I had, you know, a bed to sleep in. And so that was my gratitude list. And also um, just being grateful for things, even the things that seem unfair or, you know, like, I had to become really grateful that my ex-husband was such a great father and that loved the children so much. And that was a hard thing. But when I did that, my whole being around the situation was really softened to a place of love because you can really only grow and manifest when you're in a place of abundance. So we start with gratitude lists which um, the key with gratitude is to switch it up because if you are doing gratitude um, on a regular basis and you always have the same few things, they lose their magic. They lose the power um, to really raise your frequency and to 
raise up to make you that joyful, happy person that is full of gratitude. So you got to mm-hmm. switch it up. Then I go to affirmations um, and I have so many affirmations that I give my clients and for clients that um, have a hard time accepting compliments, what I will do is have them take a compliment that they've been given and use that as their affirmation. Because um, if somebody gives you a compliment, um, they've really thought about it. You know, like if they like your shoes and they tell you that they like your shoes or your hair or whatever it is, or your smile or that you made a difference, like they went out of their way to tell you that. And for people just to push it aside and not be able to accept it is it's really rude actually. Um, And so teaching people how to accept compliments and take them and own them as their truth is is part of that changing the way that you're thinking. And then I go to your future gratitudes. So this is a morning ritual. So we start with creating rituals and embodying the person that you want to become. Okay. So the future gratitudes are manifestations or that's where your dreams go. So you pick a couple of things that you want to work on first out of, we do a list of everything, like all of your desires, all of your dreams, everything that you want. And um, so you pick on what you want to work on first and write it in the form of future gratitude. Like, I am so grateful that I make 10K months every month. I am so grateful that I have such a huge impact on women and am helping them shift their lives. Like, those were things that I would write when I was getting into coaching Mm -hmm. and then and I like them to keep it in a notebook because it's amazing when you do the work how quickly your grat your future gratitudes become your gratitude list so you can measure your progress so you can see because sometimes with life coaching it's sort of hard to measure your progress because just like when you're watching a, a baby grow, a child grow, like if you're there every day, you don't see the change. And so if you're with you every day, you don't see the change. But if you have something written in front of you, you can flip back and you emotionally can feel what you were feeling at that point. And you think, oh my gosh, look how far I've come. So when you're doing all these things, you're rewriting your story. Um, Another thing that I have clients do that I do myself. And I also, I would never ask a client to do something that I haven't done or wouldn't do myself or am not doing. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Another thing that works really is mirror work. So getting really close to a mirror where you can actually feel your own energy and looking at yourself, like connecting to yourself and showing yourself love. Um, Start with things like, I love you and um, whatever this person, your highest self embodies, you start 
saying these things. Like I complete projects that I start. I am, you know, or I'm just trying to think, you know, like I belong here. I, you know, well, like. You're talking about things to rewrite your story. Like pick, it's more than affirmations. It's actually things that you want to believe about yourself and starting to push into them. That's, I mean, it's, that's definitely a powerful process. Um, there was a book I'm trying to remember what it was off the top of my head, but it was written by a venture capitalist who was suicidal because he, although he made a lot of money, he hated who he had become. And the one practice that he started was just, I love you every day in the mirror for 60 seconds. I love you. You are enough just the way you are. And just like saying that repeatedly. Yeah. And then they did a brain study on it to show that it actually did change his beliefs. Um, so I just want to recap kind of what you have told us so far, because there's, you gave a whole bunch of things in there, but journaling. Oh, you're okay. There, well, there's a ton, right? But I mean, the things that you've given us, having a gratitude practice and a future gratitude practice, I can speak to myself, like the difference between like a vision board where you see something, right? This is, this was my experience early on with vision boards. I would put stuff up. And then when I, when I'm, I don't have patience. So like, I want things to start happening and then they wouldn't happen. I would become frustrated. And at the time, the coach that I was working with said, just be positive. Like, instead of being positive, that it's going to happen. Think about how grateful you will be when it does happen instead of it, you don't have it right now. And that pushes it. And exactly what you said, before you know it, those things come to happen. And you're like, oh man, this is awesome. Because you're feeling positive about it instead of I don't have, you're not feeling the lack, right? Um, right. I found that yeah. to be really powerful. I think that and the mirror work is a great place to start. Let me ask you a, a different question. When you work with somebody, what is a place that they struggle to implement what you tell them? Like you tell them like, hey, you should be doing this and they struggle with it. What's something that you would help them with? Like, how would they get over that? Kind of walk us through that. Well, the, when I when I start working with women, it's amazing when I ask them about their self-care, mm -hmm. how many women will just kind of hot, like stop. And they're like, um, well, I was going to like, maybe try to get a massage. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, do you wake up and brush your teeth? <laughs> because that start looking at it like that is you showing you, I love you. I love you enough to take care of you, to brush your teeth. So you already have that in your back pocket. And it's just that shift in perspective. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so then I do, um, as an esthetician, bring in my skincare, you know, and I usually will try to get them started on some sort of skincare regimen where they're doing these rituals that are physically showing themselves taking care of themselves in a way that maybe they haven't before and um you know I'm a big runner I'm not a fitness coach I do encourage my clients to move their bodies but that 
the way that they do it is really totally up to them. Um, but I am that accountability person. And so a lot of times they will not want to tell me that they didn't do it, whether it's the self-care, whether it's the journaling, whether it's the moving your body. Um, but the thing is like, you're never in trouble. Like you're not in trouble. It's that you, I am recommending things that are gonna work for your highest good. And does the person that you wanna become that's in your vision board, does she do that? Does she wake up? Does she move her body every day? Because that it's it's about the the feelings of the fu the future version of you, right? You know, there's nothing you can't recreate the feeling of after you work out unless you work out. Well, right, very true. And the I mean, the other thing that you're pointing at directly is you have to be in integrity. So if I don't, if you if you tell somebody to do something and they don't do it and they either lie to you about it directly or they just avoid that, they are not being in integrity with themselves and they're not following through. And um, I don't know if you read the Will Smith book it just came out, but one of the things that he said, which is true as well across almost all the entrepreneurs that I've interviewed, all the successful people keep promises to themselves. If they say they're going to do something they 100% follow through. And this is something I learned probably 2014. One of the coaches I was working with sat me down and said, like, stop over committing, like stop lying to yourself that you're going to do 900 things, realize that you're a human, realize that you can't do everything and pick one or two things and whatever you pick, force yourself to do. So maybe it's less, maybe instead of running a marathon, it's go run around the block twice. Because you can always up the ante, but if you set a huge thing, I'm going to go run the Boston Marathon, and you haven't run in years or ever, that's going to be a really hard thing to do, and you're going to beat yourself up, and you're going to feel like a failure, and you're going to lie to yourself and other people about it. But if you pick something that's small, it's easy go to go, oh, forget it, I won't do it at all. Right, exactly. And then do you trust yourself? Do you feel like you are somebody that is worthy of like self-love? No, but when you follow through on your commitments and yourself, you start to see that other people start to see that. And then your commitments can get a little bit bigger. And then you're going to actually build the muscle of follow through, which is really, really powerful. We kind of went off on a tangent a little bit, but. Yeah, but okay. I love that so much because that is just, that is so huge. It is keeping the promises that you make to yourself. So you build that trust within yourself. Absolutely. So um, Elizabeth, we've covered a huge, wide ranging amount of topics. If people want to learn more about you, or if they want to find you online, where should they go? Um, so I have a website um, that is www.purelovandbeauty.com. Um, then um, I'm on Instagram and my handle there is at run.love.restore. And I also have a Facebook group called um, The Inspired and, um, what is it? The Inspired and Abundant Feminine Collective. Nice. 
Well, we will link all of those in the show notes. So if you want to check Elizabeth out, make sure to go look her up, whether it's on Instagram, whether it's joining her Facebook group or going to her website. Elizabeth, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and sharing bits and pieces about your journey and how women can learn to love themselves. Absolutely. This was awesome. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. It's my pleasure. To everyone else out there, until next time, take action, change lives, and make money. We'll see you soon. Thanks for checking out today's show. Do you want the fast and easy Cliff Notes version of the actionable steps from today's episode? If so, go to actionbullets.com and download yours today. Also, if you're looking to start using story selling in your business and have stories do 90% of the hard work for you, grab my free course at storyselling.how today. Till next time, take action, change lives, and make money. We'll see you soon.